I hope that these traditions keep being incorporated into weddings. Like this is a way that you can honor your heritage and your culture. Our moms have a mutual cousin, Carol. Our babas have a mutual friend, Pearl. And we have a mutual love, Ukrainian dance and culture. I'm Hannah. I'm Caitlin. And this is FSI, the Ukrainian Dance and Culture Podcast. Welcome, Mrs. Hannah Picklick. Mrs. Mrs. That's wild. Notice something different, folks? <sighs> She's a wife. <laughs> You're a wife. I'm a wife, or as Julian, my husband, calls me, Vaifulochka. <laughs> That's the new nickname. Kind of cringy. So Hannah, when did you get married? I got married September 29th, Friday, September 29th, 2023. It was a beautiful day, a spectacular day. Couldn't have asked for more. I was one of the people who was lucky enough to attend this beautiful celebration and I just loved how much Ukrainian culture you incorporated into the entire day and not just the day, the the lead up to the day too. And that is what we're going to talk about here today about how to incorporate uh, Ukrainian traditions into your wedding. Maybe not the way you're thinking traditions can be incorporated into your day because I think some people don't do them. Um, because they have a certain feeling about them, just like it slows your day down, you don't have time for them, or like your baba did them, and it's like old-fashioned and just not what people do now. Um, but when we were planning our day and thinking about what traditions we wanted to be involved, I wanted to make sure that they were still meaningful to us and we weren't just doing them just be- just to do them. Like that wasn't the point to me. It was to do them because there's meaning behind them and they mean something to us and we didn't do them perhaps the traditional way that you would read in a textbook. We changed them to make sure that they reflected who we are. And this was important to you because you have a Ukrainian background and your husband is from Ukraine, correct? Yes. So I'm part of the Ukrainian-Canadian diaspora. Diaspora. Yeah, we've talked about in other episodes how we, both you and I, have grown up doing different Ukrainian traditions at like Christmas or to do with Ukrainian dance or Easter or whatever, different times of the year. And Yulian, my husband, he is from Sume, Ukraine, which is northeast. It's actually right on the Russian border. And he didn't grow up really doing any traditions. He grew up partly during the Soviet times, just even in that region in Ukraine, because of different influences over time, they haven't been able to keep their traditions as much as Western Ukraine has. So he has always said when he started dating me, he feels like he became more Ukrainian uh, because he was celebrating traditions that he really hadn't before. Yeah, so it was important for us to include those in our wedding day and I mean, I do feel like Ukrainian culture is just such a big part of who I am or has become such a big part of who I am, especially in the last five years that like this is actually a reflection of me and Yulian, not just like we're not just doing it just to do it like this is 
truly like I believe in them something else about the traditions is that um so many so so much of the time we see them like in a performed way so like with Ukrainian dance there's lots lots of different times you see traditions from different holidays literally performed on stage or yeah even a wedding (laughs) performed on stage and lots of times there's um like it's like a story it's like this is what's going to happen next and this is what this means but I really wanted when we did it for our wedding I just wanted it to be part of our day and while I want people to know what's happening I didn't want to be like okay this is what's happening next and this is what it means and now this is what's happening and this is what it means I wanted to I wanted it to be more organic and like not like a performance so I think it went well (laughs) But we still did explain things. Um, but you didn't stop the entire wedding to explain things. How, how did how did you explain things? So on our actual wedding day, um, at the church ceremony, we had a pamphlet, pamphlet, brochure. Sounds like I'm selling something. <laughs> Ukrainian culture, <laughs> here it is. <laughs> um, yeah, so for the church ceremony, we had like a church program that had the different traditions and different parts of the ceremony explaining the meanings. And I tried to make it like interesting to look at as well. And then for the reception on the backside of the menu, we also had, um, I think I called it a menu of meanings for our Ukrainian wedding. And it wasn't necessarily just traditions. Like it was things like Sume, for example, and then it said Sume is where Yulian's from. Not everyone knows that. Not everyone knows how it looks to be spelled or whatever. So just things that actually pertain to us. And even if you are listening to this and you don't have a wedding coming up in your life, I think you're still going to get a lot out of this because so much of Ukrainian culture in general, not in general, just so much of Ukrainian culture um, has so much symbolism built into it, which you're really going to hear lots of the symbolism whether that's something you find interesting as a choreographer or just something that you want to think about for your own life. I know I love love learning about these folk beliefs. So let's uh, start. So the this traditions happened even before the wedding, correct? Correct. In what way? So, okay, well, if we go way back, the first tradition, which we didn't actually intend to happen, was that we had staroste, which are matchmakers. So typically, it would be respected elders in a village or city who are approached. Accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I know who yours are. (laughs) Yeah. They're basically approached to say, like, marry off the kids. So two matchmakers are approached, which is like kind of wild to think about now. It's a lot different um and they're basically arranging a marriage but there's still love there (laughs) that is not how it happened for us I'm just explaining the tradition from long ago uh so the staroste would usually present men to the woman a woman (laughs) and then if she accepted or she wanted to court him she would sometimes give him a pisanka Uh, And if she rejected him, she would give him a pumpkin, which I think a lot of people know about that symbolism, the pumpkin to reject a guy. Uh, And then if she accepted it, then they would get engaged. She would tie uh, like a kerchief around his arm to show that that's who her mate is. 
And then the staroste, the matchmakers, would get rushnike, embroidered towels, tied around them, basically as a job well done. And then the staroste would accompany the couple to, like, all the customs of the wedding. Um, so, yeah, it didn't go exactly like that for us. <laughs> but we did have staroste unknowing to us at the time. Uh, their names were Valeri and Andri, and respected in the community, definitely. We love them dearly. They're mutual friends of Yulian and I, and we met through them in Dauphin at Canada's National Ukrainian Festival. I don't know if it can get more stereotypical than that. <laughs> the year, the summer that you got back from Ukraine That's as right, well. <laughs> after handing out many pumpkins in Ukraine. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Valeri and Andri were at our wedding. And we're still close friends with them and thankful to them for introducing us once upon a time. Okay, so what are some traditions that started not uh, five years ago? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or not traditions, you know what I mean. Yeah, so one of the ones that I'll just mostly talk about the ones that we did because there's so many. And we should also say that I'm going to explain what some of the traditions symbolize and what they were and how we... um, kind of adjusted them or customized them to make them fit what we wanted to do but even from village to village in Ukraine like the symbolism can change the actual way of doing the custom or tradition can change so this is not like a step-by-step guide on how to do this it's just what we did and uh, some of the things that I know about the traditions but If you know other traditions or other ways to do these traditions, I would love to hear about them because I love learning um, what different families or villages do. So one of the things we did before our wedding is we had a terevtse or hiltse, which is the wedding tree. And um, typically it would be decorated by, it's like a small tree, and it either can be cut down or dug up. I think most people just cut one down and typically it would be uh, decorated with like streamers, ribbons, flowers by people before the wedding. Sometimes it happens at the Vinko Platinga when they're they're weaving the wreaths. Um, But for us, we, it was just Yulian and I, and we went into the bush at my parents' place and Yulian found a very nice little spruce tree to dig up. And we wanted to plant ours in a little pot so that we could plant it later on after our wedding. And we brought our tree to um, dance rehearsal. (laughs) So my parents and I run a group called Solo Ukrainian Dancers. And we brought the tree to dance rehearsal the Tuesday before our wedding, I think it was. And we put on some music and each group helped um decorate the tree they tied ribbons on it and it was really special um because I see those kids every week and some of them I've been teaching since they were five and now they're 20 wait that makes me sound very old that's not true I haven't been teaching them since they were five uh yeah so they helped us decorate our tree and it's supposed to bring happiness to the couple and protect them from evil and then after the wedding you put the tree in your front yard or on your step or somewhere and it's supposed to weather the storm of literally the weather which symbolizes uh, what the new couple has to or the newlyweds have to endure in their first year of marriage and then we brought the wedding tree to our wedding 
and had it on display. In Ukraine, sometimes we would see people's trees in their yards, hey? Sometimes when we'd be going by or, yeah. or sometimes their fences would be decorated. Yeah, yeah. We didn't decorate, like, sometimes there's a massive archway in front of, like, the parents' place. We didn't do that. But, yeah, the tree is sometimes in front, and we still need to plant ours. Hopefully it lives. And then on the week of the wedding, it was the Monday night, I believe, Mm -hmm. you held... Vinco Platinia. Vinco Platinia. Which is when traditionally when married happily married women and girls um gather to weave wreaths for the couple which they're going to wear on their wedding day during the ceremony and then also usually they weave a garland for around the corvai the wedding bread um usually it's supposed to be done like only a couple days before the wedding but yeah that just wasn't possible there's just like too much to do and we didn't want to be stressed we wanted to enjoy it So we did it earlier in the week. Um, Yeah, and then so kind of what happens is um, the women gather at someone's place and there's barvinok or myrtle on the table and that symbolizes everlasting love. And And it just looks like green leaves, sort of. Yeah, and the barvinok or myrtle is um, sprinkled. So my mom sprinkled it with Uh, nuts so that our future would be strong candy so our future would be sweet Uh, some coins so that we'd be rich and wheat so that we would be happy and then my baba blessed it with holy water three times Um, and then after that all of the ladies started weaving so while you're weaving you want to be you want to have a clear mind and have good intentions for the couple because the whole point of it is that you're literally weaving good fate into the wreaths for the couple. And Caitlin, I, when I looked at you at that table, I knew that you were thinking all the good thoughts. You were varying your own little bubble and like thoughtfully picking up each piece. I would have loved to know what you were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and if I did hear some um, negativity start to come up, I was sure to remind people yeah. of where we were and what we should be intending right now (laughs) it was great i loved it um there's also like just uh a belief that you're not supposed to put yellowed or brown leaves into the wreaths because or broken twigs for that matter because it could be a bad omen to the couple um and also you can't like typically you would pick your butavinok or your myrtle we ordered it (laughs) we did have some butavinok from my baba's garden but it wasn't enough to actually make the wreaths so we had to order some, but you can't pick this from the same patch of myrtle or barvinok that you would pick for a funeral because they also use th- those plants for funeral traditions. You don't want to mix that up. Those are two different, <laughs> two different ceremonies. Again, bad omen for the couple if you're picking the funeral barvinok. Yeah, it was a really, really lovely time. Um, so much love around the table from everyone and it just felt really nice to like start the week off like that going into the wedding starting it off so meaningfully and um like it grounds you almost you're like okay I'm getting married this week (laughs) and not only did we uh weave these vinox for them we also got to brush Hannah's hair (laughs) we all took a turn 
Uh, oh my gosh, she has the most luscious, smooth, beautiful, long hair. It was so satisfying. So thank you. Probably because how many people brushed it before you? <laughs> yeah. So there's a tradition where the girl's hair gets unbraided, or the bride, I should say, the bride, just not any girl. <laughs> the bride's hair gets unbraided, and then it gets brushed. Typically, it's by her parents, like her immediate family, and then her like Baba Dito, maybe her godparents, but. Uh, oh, and it's a symbolizing saying goodbye to her girlhood, basically. Um, usually a lot of people are crying when it happens because it's, I guess, the end of an era for her. Um, it wasn't so sad when it was happening when we did it. It was nice. And actually everyone at my vinco plating, I combed my hair. So all my cousins who were there, brother, dad, mom, sister, friends, anyone who was there had a chance. And it was, yeah, it was really lovely. And then after that, um, my sister braided my hair again and then put coins into it. Again, wishing riches on the couple. And Vinco Platinia has specific songs that go with it. We had songs playing in the background, but usually all the women are singing and that's how you put your good intentions into the wreath. Man, there's so many like little traditions within each tradition. Like even you can put a piece of garlic into one of the wreaths to ward away bad spirits. You can also put a dime for riches um, just to differentiate our wreaths on the actual wedding day. My mom ended up sewing a little icon into mine so the priest knew whose was whose. Um, Yeah, also you aren't supposed to knot the thread while you're weaving it or the string that you're using because it could cause a knot in the relationship. Yeah, there's just so many like little... They're very meaningful, though, when you're thinking about them and like literally everyone is to like try and set the couple up for a happy future, which is really nice. How did you or decide to incorporate some without getting too overwhelmed? Because as you're there are so many different ways that you could have gone about this. So many things you could have thought of. What if someone did tie a knot in yours? Like, are you going to be getting upset with them? No, I know you did not and would not. But how uh, was it overwhelming to to um, not have this like exact thing that you had to or wanted to follow and it was more just like free-flowing and intentional? Yeah, honestly, if I'm being honest, <laughs> honestly, if I'm being honest, sometimes it was overwhelming when we're thinking what traditions we wanted to incorporate because uh, when I'm learning about Ukrainian culture or trying to... Um, teach about it I do want to tell people as much as possible and I do want to tell them the right thing but when it came down to actually celebrating these traditions I did realize that like it's not it's not about that and that it's more about like what's meaningful to us how do we include the most people that we can how do we make it um understandable for people how is this not going to be like a five hour thing like it could be a whole day thing really and again I didn't want it to be like a performance so even when we were planning my vehicle platting like I had to explain the whole thing to my sister who made like a little script and I told her about all the symbolism and then she was the one who kind of led the evening because the bride's not supposed to lead her own vinco plating. It has to be, it's supposed to be a happily married woman and usually an elder in the village. So even that part, I was like, how do I do this without it being me? Like, cause I have to tell 
this, how to do the tradition to someone. So I think it worked out well. Um, and you can do as little or as much as you want. Like even for my sister's wedding, she had the Badvinok wreaths. We didn't do the ceremony, like the Vinco Platino weaving for her. She just asked one of my aunties to do it for her. And that was a really special moment between her and my auntie, just asking her to do it and then having the wreaths at her ceremony. Like it can be as much or as little as you want. All right. So we're still before the wedding. Mm -hmm. Anything else you need to do before the wedding that you, I mean, you, not everyone that you Yeah. So the other thing that we did was, um... I wanted a kurovai for our wedding, which is the traditional wedding bread. So the tradition is that, again, happily married women gather and they bake this bread together. Um, It symbolizes the unity of two families or the connection that the two families have. And then the unity of two hearts becoming one. Um, And the wedding bread is usually braided. And then there's a bunch of decorations on top people choose different decorations like the classic is doves um but then some people put like little roses or leaves or like dough beads to make like garland everyone does different stuff and over time they've become more like aesthetic (laughs) um yeah and when the again it's very similar to vinco platinga when you're making the bread you want to be putting your good intentions into it. You want a good fate for the couple. So you want to do it with a clear mind. Um, I did not have a happily married woman bake my bread. I baked it myself. <laughs> but it was a very nice moment for me. I baked it the week of our wedding. And I didn't want it to be like some people preserve their kodavais. I didn't care about that. So I wasn't concerned about it looking like super perfect. I just wanted it to be there and I wanted it to be a tradition that we included. Um, It was really nice though to do it myself and have that moment of like clearing my mind that week and just thinking about Julian and my relationship and our future and the big celebration that we were just about to have and like the love from our family that we were going to experience and friends. It was... Yeah, it was just a very intentional moment for myself to like slow down during that week. Um, But then what I did do with a happily married woman is I made all the dough birds, the doves, with my baba. So we spent a day doing it, less than a day, half a day maybe. And that was really special to spend time with her making all the dough birds. And um, during that time, we were chatting about family, her wedding, our upcoming wedding yeah it was just a really special time to do those preparations with her and we made 160 one for each guest to represent each guest which was yeah she thought it was maybe she thought I was crazy when I said it went by very quickly though doing it and then it felt very special that like our quote of I represented everyone that was at our wedding I love that and I think um it sounds like it sounds like it um, It was really inviting you to think about all of those, the love that you're bringing into your, not, that is surrounding you in your life when you are adding these 160 to it. Little spoiler alert here, we will be eating this later, but I feel like if you your mind ever did start to wander, it was probably like easy to anchor back into what you were there for. Yes, and 
actually when we were making the dove birds I was surprised maybe not surprised just like I feel like I actually thought about each person that was coming to our wedding like going through each family and each member and then going through the friends that were coming and then while making the dough birds thinking like oh I wonder how they're doing I can't wait to see them and catch up with them or like someone just had a baby oh I'm so happy like I don't know each time I was making a dough bird and thinking of a different person it was so nice to not just think about ourselves and um, our wedding day but like what those people have added to our life and how we're going to be part of each other's lives going forward yeah it was special beautiful okay and now we are we at the wedding day yet yeah you ready i think so okay yeah i mean there are other traditions that happen before the wedding but those are the main ones that we did so this is gonna be a long episode <laughs> just like the wedding a long one <laughs> Um, yeah, so our day started with, we were separate on the, in the morning, we got ready separately, and then Yulian came over to my parents' place, and we did our first look, um, which was very exciting, not, I don't know if that's a tradition in Ukraine, I think people just do first looks, anyway, that was very special, and definitely calmed my nerves, and, um, yeah felt really good to just be together from the morning and like spend the whole day together um and then after that um this was kind of like a joke amongst Julian and I leading up to our wedding was the tradition of paying a ransom or paying for the bride so obviously this is like my values and beliefs do not align with this tradition and where it's rooted in like paying for the bride and paying the dad or the brother to now take the bride into your own life um yeah I don't believe in that but we talked about it and we it's just something that's like silly and I was like joking with Julian that he would have to pay for me before we could have our wedding day or whatever so I didn't actually think it was gonna happen but it actually ended up being one of my favorite moments of the day um this is not going where where people think it's going it's more meaningful than getting money (laughs) yeah so um before we did our first look out on my parents porch and then before we entered the house together Yulian said okay just wait one sec I have to go get something and he went to the car and he brought back a he was holding a rose and a stuffed horse (laughs) so he started I think I'm gonna cry (laughs) um he started okay and just before I tell you the story Julian's like thoughtful but not overly thoughtful like he struggles with being very thoughtful like his actions actions yeah Yeah. uh yeah like romantic actions Mm -hmm. I guess is a better way to put it because he is does a lot of acts of service and then even with words like he's a man of few words unless you're talking about cars or like or speakers or speakers yeah or audio systems um so this was like a surprise to me he gave a rose to my mom and said something along the lines I'm not going to do this justice because when he said it, it was so beautiful something along the lines of there's a saying in Ukrainian that a mom raises her daughter to be as beautiful as a rose and while no 
while no rose could ever be as beautiful as Hannah, he was sorry that he's taking away the beauty from her house. But he hoped that the rose would add some beauty back to it. Yeah, something like that. It was nicer than how I said it. <laughs> and then he gave a stuffed horse to my dad. And we have horses. My, my dad has horses at, our, at their place. Um, and he said something along the lines of, um, because a living being is leaving their home, he wanted to add another living being into it not into it at it (laughs) so that they would have the same number of living beings um on their property and so he gave him a stuffed horse but Yulian's intention is to buy him a horse (laughs) which is wild wow yeah and the stuffed horse is actually the like a replica of spirit the movie spirit which is my dad's favorite movie so even he went like out of his way to find like this i'm like where did you buy this he's like i'm not telling so yeah it was just very thoughtful and like kind of it's a silly tradition like the nowadays the meaning behind it is not a lot of people's values but he turned it into something that was a very special start to our day everyone was crying (laughs) and yeah, it was just very special and it was mostly special to me because he put so much thought into it and I know he prepared it beforehand. Um, yeah. Aw, that's so special. Um, yeah, and I, I love that, like you say, that's not at all something that you wanted incorporated into your day, the traditional part of it, but that's a beautiful way to honor the this next part of your lives yeah and your parents lives yeah yeah i think it was again we didn't follow what the tradition is traditionally (laughs) the custom what it is traditionally um but we made it into something that fit us and yeah it was special to our day so then after that we were invited into the home (laughs) and we got a blessing from our parents so we knelt down on a rushnik, an embroidered towel, and our parents, um, so my parents were there and Yulian's mom was there because his dad is still in Ukraine. His mom was visiting us and they gave us a blessing. So they were holding a kolach, a braided bread, and um, they basically gave us their good wishes for our future, wishing us a future of happiness and prosperity and um, basically gave their blessing for our two families to become one. And that was another really emotional moment, just like having our whole family there and um, like getting everyone on the same page about like what's going to happen now, kind of like just grounding everyone again. And they held the collage above our head and made the sign of the cross with the collage three times I think and then we kissed it and then we hugged the opposite set of parents so I hugged his mom and he hugged my parents and yeah yeah another nice tradition that we did in the morning and I think I told my parents I wanted to do this and they did not do it for my sister's wedding so it's not they I think they had it for their wedding when they're like 30 some years ago But again, it's not like these things are like practiced all the time. Like I think that scares people. Like, how do you do this? You don't 
give a blessing every second day. Like you don't know what the words are, blah, blah, blah. But I told my parents in advance that this is something that we wanted. And my dad did some research, maybe asked some friends, other people who know things about this. And then he honestly had a script in front of him and that's totally fine. And it was like, again, so meaningful that he had honored the wish that we wanted to do this. And I know the meaning came from their hearts, but it's fine to have a script. You don't need to memorize it, you know? It's still just as meaningful. And you had said um, Yulian's father isn't in Canada right now. Um, and I know you both have lots of family and friends in Ukraine. And then obviously you would have wanted them here. So what were just some of those thoughts and emotions that um, as you were planning this, as you know that some of these people so close to you guys could not be here? And how, um, um, yeah, how did you, I know you honored them throughout the day. So just how did you touch on that? Oh, I'm getting emotional again, thinking about it. Um... Yeah, so originally we planned to have a wedding in Ukraine and in Canada, but the wedding in Ukraine can't happen at the moment. I'm not saying it's never going to happen because it for sure will. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think the, the hardest part is knowing that they can't be here, not because it's a... They literally cannot be here. Like, they can't make it to Canada right now. So that was really hard because um, it's sad. The reason they can't be here is because of the war. But they gave us their blessings beforehand. Yulian's dad um, video chatted, I think, earlier that week. Also, we tried to plan for there to be like a live feed, but because the electricity keeps going off in Ukraine randomly because of the war again, um, it didn't make sense for us to have the live feed because then it would cut out and then they just miss it and they won't get be able to get back in. So we just filmed everything and we've sent it to them and they've been able to watch it. Um, yeah, it was sad not having them there, but it was really special to have his mom, at least one person from his family and, uh, their presence was definitely felt though. And we're thinking about them all day and, um, his daughter, Sophia loves painting and drawing and she, uh, I guess we can talk about this now (laughs) since we're on the topic. Um, she painted, a picture of a Kalina branch, like a little bunch of Kalina. And our favor was jars of Kalina jam that my Baba and I made together. So my Baba and Dito picked the Kalina and then her and I made it together and jarred all of them. And then Sophia painted this Kalina bush branch and we made little tags out of it for the Kalina jars. So that was a really special way to like include her, even though she couldn't be here. Their presence was definitely felt just all day through any of the traditions. Um, Yeah, yeah, and so many of those, I I really, really appreciated all of that intention behind it. So now, back to wedding things. Anything else at the home before you made your way to the church? I don't think so. After we got our blessing from the parents, we went to the church and... um, Yeah, we got married at an Orthodox church, and 
uh it the we'll just go into the service i guess <laughs> actually no before the service we went to the basement to wait for the service to happen and we weren't there that much earlier um which is fine but we walk into the basement and the church is having a progy making session and i don't know what i did to deserve this on my wedding day <laughs> in the best way possible because wow i can't believe i walked down the stairs and all these babas and ukrainian newcomers are making veranike progies and i stopped and pinched one with them and it was one of the best parts of the day <laughs> i keep saying that about different things because there it's like the unexpected moments i was like wow like how could this even be so pinched a pierogi right before i walked down the aisle oh, i just wonder the fate of that pierogi and who got to end up with it special person right? that's right it's a new tradition pinch a pierogi before you get married it's like sealing your fate together pinching it together <laughs> yeah so then after that we went um we went upstairs for to get married <laughs> uh we started at the back of the church where the ceremony starts and that's kind of where the engagement happens like obviously we're engaged in canadian north american terms but for the service purposes you get engaged at the back of the church and then you walk down the aisle together as a couple which was um it's not new to people i mean it happens in traditional ukrainian services but new to my parents my sister when she got married she was still walked down the aisle by my dad and that was i think a hard thing for my dad to give up for our wedding but it was really really something that yulian and i wanted we wanted to uh, be at the back of the church together and the symbolism of walking into the church together is that you're equals in the church you're equaling your life together and you're starting this life together how many times can i say together yeah a couple more a couple more together yep started crying immediately walking down the aisle when i realized what was happening and then my sister stepped on the back of my dress and made me laugh so that was fine and then yeah the service just went on i'm not going to explain every part because it's long not that long though i think people have this thing in their mind that ukrainian services are very long we didn't have a liturgy with ours it was just the marriage ceremony and it was an hour which like that's not that bad and again i made that pamphlet for everyone so that um like even if you are ukrainian you don't always know the reasons that things happen. And it was interesting for me to learn about while we were doing our preparations to get married. And I wanted people to feel included. Um, so, yeah, I tried to lay out all of the meanings of things in a relatable way. Stepped on the rushnik together at the same time to use those vinke that we that's made. right we were so that's the crowning part of the service where we become the king and queen of our own kingdom uh yeah you step on the rushnik it's said that if someone steps on it first they become of the head of the house but i know lots of couples choose to step on it together which we did our hands got tied by rushnik um symbolizing that we're literally going to be tied together forever 
and it was tied very tight. <laughs> the Leon like dragging behind yeah. slightly being pulled. Yeah, walking around the little altar the um three times, which symbolizes your first steps as husband and wife together. But yeah, because of the way it was tied, it has to be your right hand. So he was on my right side, so his hand had to like cross over his body. And yeah, that was yeah, that was a nice part. And also the part um, earlier in the ceremony. So the rings happen earlier than in like a typical North American ceremony. I'm just going to say that just to umbrella that. (laughs) Um, Which in this was very interesting to me is that when the rings get put on the bride and groom, it starts with uh, the bride's ring being put on the groom's hand and the groom's ring being put on the bride's hand. And it symbolizes that your lives are going to be intertwined forever. And then the priest switches them three times. Then you finish with your own ring. Um, Yeah, that part was nice. I like the symbolism behind it. And then we did the signing of our documents. (laughs) Very traditional. (laughs) And the legal stuff. And then we left the church. (laughs) Walked out, married. And yeah. The, it was emotional when they when the choir sang or the three guys that sang for us when they sang no Hailita, that was really powerful and couldn't believe we were married at that moment that feeling of like whoa this is this happened and then also when we were signing our documents um we I had a moment to like look out at everyone I was like looking at the church looking at like the ceiling just trying to take in all the details and just take in the moment of like what was really happening and like locking eyes with so many people in the pews uh, yeah that was really memorable and so you said then you walked down the aisle out of the church mm-hmm. greeted once again by all these people you were just looking out to oh one more thing mm-hmm. so we at our rehearsal like we weren't really sure how the ending of the ceremony was going to go uh, most people like walk down the aisle and then if it's at a church walk down the aisle move to the side somewhere kind of hidden have their own moment everyone goes outside then they come outside our priest specifically didn't he wanted us to leave the church last like the actual square where the holy church is does that make sense not the building um so we kind of greeted everyone on their way out which was really nice I thought it would be like more chaotic and hectic but like getting to see everyone our ceremony was on a Friday at lunchtime so we did we expected that some people would have to miss totally fine um but just seeing how many people came to support us and were able to make it for our wedding was so special and to get that time to see them quickly before moving on to the next part of our day was uh, really meaningful and then our photographer held us back for a moment while everyone went outside and there was sun just like pouring in through the side windows and it was so amazing like those are some of my favorite pictures from the day and I didn't find out till later that actually the sun started pouring in right when we were signing our documents or right after which I think it was my Baba who passed away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were outside, we all got to pass around, or you passed around the kolach that you had. Okay, wait. This is what I first want to say. 
What did you do with the, the collage? <laughs> you did something with it. Yeah, so when we went outside, uh, my cousin handed us a collage with a hole in the middle of it. And there's a tradition where you look through the hole to see, basically to see what your future will hold, see what you see. <laughs> um, there was not very many clouds <laughs> when we looked through it. Uh, so, sunny days ahead. Sunny days ahead, yes. Um, so you kind of just like see what your, what your future holds. And then after that, you break it. Uh, so the bride holds one side, the groom holds the other side, you break it. And whoever has the bigger half is said to be the head of the house. And yeah, it didn't turn out well for me. No, we were all cheering for you. I don't know if you heard. There's a big, uh, I can't believe I only got like, it was less than a third. I know, a very small bit, uh, but collage. we were like, Yulian probably was right away. Like, no, like here's the bigger half for you. <laughs> take it, take this. it, take it. <laughs> Yeah, afterwards, my baba made the collage, and she, her and my Dito were joking that they should have, like, put tiny cuts in it to rig it in my favor. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. Then we passed it all around, and everyone had a little taste of it, and yeah. My mom also made, like, we didn't throw, we didn't have our guests throw, like, rice or blow bubbles or whatever. My mom made little rings with ribbons coming off of them, and they were supposed to look like Vinox, like Vinke wreaths, like Ukrainian dance wreaths. Supposed basically. to look like them and did look like <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. So that was cute. Everyone waved them around. I still have mine. I'm still deciding the perfect spot for it. Keychain. Then it's with you all the time. Yeah. I have so many things on my keychain right oh, now. Then so no. we'll see. I want it to stand out. I'll think One of earring. Yes. Anna, we have not talked about something. What's that? Your dress. Oh, yes. <laughs> and this, my friends, deserves to be talked about. I didn't feel anything towards my dress until, like, the day of. Okay. <laughs> Honestly. Like, I felt... Okay, so I had my dress made. I knew from the beginning I did not want to do the traditional dress shopping. I had specific things in mind, which just can't really be found like long sleeves for example not many dresses like that in winnipeg um my sister got married two years ago we have similar style and when we went dress shopping for her it was like a mediocre experience at best and i knew that's how it would be for myself so i just wanted to skip it i didn't want that to be part of like i didn't want the negative feelings of it which i knew could happen um i found someone i came across someone on etsy that makes wedding dresses i liked the style of them and i found out she was ukrainian she's not living in ukraine at the moment her name's anna and i kind of just was like hey i feel like this is what i gotta do like i it was already getting like late in the game for wedding dress timeline so i started chatting with her we designed a dress together um there were certain things i wanted i knew i wanted some color in it got that I know I wanted long sleeves. It was extra special that she was Ukrainian and it didn't come on time when it was supposed to by August 30th, a month before our wedding got lost with UPS. My dad had to do some strong, give some strong words over the phone to UPS customer service. It eventually came. Um, it wouldn't have come though if it wasn't for him and like spending so much so many hours on the phone with them 
and it basically fit perfectly when it came thank goodness I had some very minor alterations and yeah it just felt so much like me when I wore it like trying it on in advance like I feel like some, most people would be like wow yeah this is the one didn't really feel like that for me it was like okay this is like yes I like it yes it looks nice on me it fits me it's like the things that I want but there's like no emotional connection to it I feel like when everything came together on the wedding day it was like okay yes this is like even with what Yulian was wearing and what I was wearing and how my family looked all together and the flowers like I don't know everything just came together it was like okay yeah this is how I'm supposed to look on my wedding day and um you said the the dressmaker is Ukrainian, but it also like looks quite Ukrainian. Does it? With the yeah, like Ukrainian esque with yeah. the billowy sleeves. It yes. has. I'm just looking at a photo now because I know you should all just pull up a photo right now. But <laughs> yeah, like these beautiful flowers that look real, <laughs> and it it reminds me of embroidery. Of absolutely, it does. And those sleeves too. And then of course with your uh, beautiful white vinok that you're wearing with yeah. the ribbons down your back wow thanks yeah it did it did look really nice and like people are asking wow you must have had like a real vision in mind for this dress like no like I knew the shape that I wanted what looks good on me I knew what I want the back to look like the front and the sleeves and I knew I wanted color but I didn't know how it was gonna look and like her putting the flowers on and all the other details of it it was never a picture in my brain it was like okay, I hope this works out and I hope this doesn't look tacky because, yeah. I would like to see it in comparison to remember when <laughs> you told like an AI program to design your oh wedding dress. Gosh. I would like yes. to see your real dress compared to that. Not that there was anything that you were going to get made from those AI. images, but... No. Um, and also your family like your dad Yulian, your brother Yulian's best man they were all wearing embroidered shirts as well mm-hmm. so we um had embroidery that was we knew we wanted to do that early on it felt right it felt like the right fit um but something specific that i wanted to do is i really i love ethnography and i love i don't want to call it costuming but the costuming aspect of Ukrainian dance. Traditional attire. Traditional attire, yes. And so when we were getting these shirts made, um, I wanted the embroidery to reflect the village or the region that the person was from. So Yulian's shirt is Slobozhanshina embroidery, where the region he's from. And then my brother, dad, and Victor, Yulian's best man, all of their shirts are from... Uh, Zalishchike region. My family is technically from a couple regions, but mostly Ternopil area. And Victor is actually from Ukraine. He's from Zalishchike. So all of their shirts are the embroidery from the region. And then our Rushnik we also got made, uh, and it's Poltava, and it has the Tree of Life on it. I wanted the Tree of Life, and I wanted it to be from a place that had meaning to us, and I just really liked the design that I found from the one from Poltava. And that place has a lot of meaning to me. Um, lots of good memories there. So, yeah. And all of our embroidery was made by Postmark Ukraine. And Lana, the owner of Postmark, really, really helped me 
um, because it ended up being a tight deadline due to some circumstances. And our friend Caitlin, other Caitlin, (laughs) Katrusia, she was in Ukraine at the time and was able to bring them back for our wedding so they didn't have to be shipped or else we never would have got the stuff. So yes, very, you know, things just like worked out when something went wrong, somehow it worked out and it worked out in even a better way than what we had originally planned. That or since we're on the topic of embroidery, also at the tables of every, of all of the guests, the, t- the tables, um, there was beautiful like motifs as the table number guide sort of a thing Mm -hmm. um and from what i you had said that was almost like you wish you could have embroidered something for every single person there but that 160 people a bit of a bit of a feat you might take you a bit longer to do that but this was almost like a gesture yeah in that same way so like the way i was thinking about it was so a bride typically traditionally is supposed to embroider all of the items for her own wedding. So you basically are supposed to start when you're like six years old and start, maybe not six, but you start embroidering very, very young and you should have over 20 items by the time you're married. And these items are held in a skrenya, which is like a hope chest. And you have not just embroidery, but like jewelry, Mm, different ceramics that you would take to your new place maybe icons that you would use for the wedding basically anything that's going to be used at the wedding and what's going to be taken to your future home is in this skrenya and I didn't embroider anything for our wedding but this was kind of like an ode to that tradition so to take it to explain even further um, embroidery each motif each design has its own meaning and symbolism behind it and each color of thread has its own symbolism and while someone is embroidering um, they're choosing symbols to embroider that reflect the uh, what they wish for that person's destiny or their fate so for example if I was embroidering a shirt for Yulia and I would put motifs that wish him a good future maybe riches maybe um, prosperity health different things so for our seating chart we had I think we had 18 tables so I had 18 different embroidery motifs and then uh, yeah people had to find their motif to sit down (laughs) and then um, once they got to their table there was the embroidery motif and then what that motif symbolizes and then from the sim from the symbol (laughs) we created a wish for that table so I don't know let me find one okay so for friends that were at the rose table which was obviously my friends from our dance group Trayanda which means rose um so in embroidery a rose symbolizes beauty um love what else beauty and love yeah so passion yeah so their wish said may your journey be overflowing with moments of love and the extraordinary beauty found in everyday moments here's to a life filled with deep connections that bring joy to your soul so yeah we wrote a wish for each table and like the doves I truly was thinking about who was sitting at that table and like what I hope for them and what I hope for their destiny and um yeah the good wishes that I have Julian and I have for them and while I wish I could have 
put multiple things for each table like all of the wishes were for everyone like I yeah which was a nice way to incorporate that tradition in our own way again another one you did in your own way um so later on in the night you had a band live band and then um for one of the songs oh this was not a live song i should guess i should say oh your friend nina sang and Mm -hmm. it was so beautiful um there was this part the covering of the bride Mm -hmm. what was that all about yeah so traditionally it happens it's like one of the last traditions that maybe it is the last tradition that happens at a ukrainian wedding and it should happen basically like right before midnight um so the bride sits down in some places she might sit on the husband's lap sometimes she sits on a white pillow and um basically the mom unbraids her hair and combs it for the last time and again a very emotional tradition it's just like a moment between the bride and her mom or godmother or it could be mother-in-law so the way we did it is my mom did not take out my hair (laughs) there's a lot of bobby pins in there no she took off the v-knock that i was wearing and she covered my head with a white kerchief symbolizing that I'm now a married woman in uh, Ukrainian tradition once you're a married woman you have your head covered yeah so she covered my hair with a white kerchief and then I danced with all of the unmarried and single girls and I held my vinok above their head and basically that tradition is wishing to pass on my married fate to them if they want it I did pull one one of my friends into it, and she's like, I don't want to get married. And I was like, okay, you can leave now. You can go back to the circle. Sorry. I take it back. <laughs> Not passing on this fate. Yeah, so that was another really nice, uh, a nice tradition. I, and honestly, I know I told this to you. I was worried to do that one because it was like already once the party started, and I was like, oh, I don't want to like bring everyone's mood down. But I'm glad I like bring everyone's mood down by wishing a marriage upon them. <laughs> yeah, but the song is kind of like slow and it can be sad. And yeah, but I guess we placed it somewhere in the night where it worked out just fine. I think it was after a break or before the band took a break. And um, again, like your wedding is about you and what reflects you. And so looking back, like it didn't it wasn't a downer at all it was such a special moment for me and all of there was a lot of single girls I didn't even get through everyone and I felt so bad um it was such a special moment like do what fits you do what feels good to you another part of that tradition is that once you dance with all the unmarried girls you take a ribbon from your v-knock and give it to each single girl and then she is supposed to carry that ribbon with her until she gets married and put it in her own V-knock on her wedding day. So I didn't do that. I didn't give out ribbons from my V-knock. But at each place setting, um, the name tags of each place setting were a ribbon with the name on it. The name was written on a ribbon, basically. And the ribbons were the same ribbons that we used for my V-knock. So... That was like my kind of way of giving a piece of my ribbon. It was to each person, not just the single unmarried girls. But yeah, so that was how we incorporated that tradition. Again, in our own way, like we changed it. There were so many beautiful details. You had just mentioned the little name tag placeholder. 
what were some other things that you had for maybe decorations or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had um, one of those neon light up LED signs that said Minohaelita, which means many happy years. That was behind us. Um, we had little, not little, tiles on in front of each place setting. We didn't have appetizers. Our appetizers were like a little charcuterie plate. It was bread. It was just bread and cheese. <laughs> and on the corner of each one, it said smachnoha, which means like let it be tasty or bon appetit in Ukrainian. We had um, our signature drinks at the bar were, so Yulian's was called the Suma Slammer. Suma is where he's from in Ukraine. And um, we kind of made our own cocktail using Ukrainian cherry juice. So we got the cherry juice from a Euro store in Winnipeg. And it is, I think it's Nash Seek is the brand. Anyway, again, nice to like incorporate Ukrainian stuff in our wedding and also just support another Ukrainian vendor. Um, we also had Ukrainian carpets or rugs, Kilime. Uh, I ordered those from Ukraine along with my Vinok from the same place. And we use them kind of as backdrops, a photo area. Um, they're so beautiful and like so colorful and the colors were exactly like our wedding colors. So it was like very exciting to see everyone's photos from the evening in front of this beautiful Kilim. And I didn't think of it at the time, but after I'm seeing all these photos and like these photos are on people's feeds and I like how it just like infiltrates people who weren't there and them seeing like that rug and maybe bringing Ukraine front of mind again, you know? Um, and then I guess when people wanted us to kiss, we did the tradition. This is an old tradition in Ukraine is to chant Hirkwa, which means bitter. So you need to counteract the bitter by making it sweet. So you have to kiss. Yeah. And explaining all these traditions. Well, the ones that were relevant during the reception, um, was a very talented MC, Caitlin Vitt. (laughs) I actually didn't explain many traditions. I did Hirko and and I guess I did. So um, we've I believe we've talked here before about the three first toasts in Ukrainian are. Oh yeah, we talked about this on our superstitions one. Yeah. Um, the first three toasts are typically the same. The first is to gathering, then to love. No wait, then to friends, <laughs> and then love. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we talked, or I incorporated that, although kind of, so uh, yeah, that's how I introduced people and stuff, um, and had the first two pretty close together because you don't want to let a fly get into your drink. And then the best man did sort of give the third one. Yeah. I'm like, that's okay. Yeah. But uh, I just counted everyone else's toasts. Two to love, that's fine. Yeah, everyone else's toasts were just like wrapped up into mine because I also wanted to make sure to end on an odd number. Right um yeah yeah and then yeah and you did um explain some of the other traditions or just like point people to the direction of what they could mean it wasn't (laughs) as long as this podcast (laughs) but our podcast was mentioned so many times during that night by so many people whether it was in their speeches or toasts like our podcast was mentioned more than the number of episodes we have (laughs) so (laughs) yeah it was brought up quite a few times um 
And then something really special that literally basically brought me to my knees was the third toast to love. Uh, Caitlin reached out to our, we call him our Ukraine dad, uh, Kirillo, who's in Ukraine. He is um, fighting with the Ukrainian military. And she reached out to him. Maybe I'll let you take it away. Sure. Um, yeah, I had asked him if he had, um, he actually, he's, he obviously knows Hannah and I, and he had the chance to meet Yulian when you went there in yeah. October of 2021. 2021. Yeah. And I, I was like, like Hannah said, he was our Ukrainian father and that's not to dismiss our own dads. That's just like that. It, it's almost to highlight how we needed someone like that in our lives and so I had just asked him if he had anything that he'd like to share with the couple. I'll, I'm going to read his uh, blessing for you guys. Yeah, when Caitlin introduced this toast and when she started talking about Carilla, like, I was a hot mess. I'm a crier to begin with, but that, wow, it was just so meaningful. Yeah, you can say the blessing now. The most valuable thing in a person's life is their feelings. You can't buy them anywhere, and the most valuable feeling is love. Therefore, my dear children, love each other always, and you will have great happiness. I love you. I hug you. Be always happy. Love, Kirillo. And actually, I had reached out to him, and then it was his uh, birthday the very next day. Yeah. Reached mm. out to him around his birthday. So happy belated birthday wishes to you, Carillo. Mm-hmm. I know so many people also have met him. Um, yeah. Li- people listening to this episode as well. Um, mm-hmm. He was just such a special person. Mm-hmm. And I know those wishes he would wish for anyone. Like, yeah. Just so special. Again, someone who definitely will be invited to our Ukraine wedding and someone we would have loved to have at our wedding in general. Not possible for the one we just had but so so special to have him there uh, with those words and feelings yeah so thanks for doing that (laughs) you're welcome thank you for existing (laughs) um is there anything else you would like to cover besides saying that everyone should just hire hannah to arrange not arrange (laughs) to arrange your marriage (laughs) she's still trying to arrange my marriage um anyone should hire hannah to help uh guide their ukrainian inspired wedding i think i would love to i do not claim to know everything i am always learning there's always someone else to learn from um but obviously learning these things takes time It takes some research and then it takes like putting yourself out there sometimes to connect with other people who know more than you or who know more specific things than you. But yeah, I know that there are a lot of young people that are getting married who do want to incorporate these things into their weddings. But like, where do you start? Where do you begin? And also you want it to be you. We changed, like I said, we changed not changed, just customized so many of the traditions to make them make sense for us. And that's fine. The whole point is that it's meaningful to you and that there's intention there. You don't need to follow it step by step or it's not a rule. Um, Yeah, you you make it make sense for yourself. And I hope that these traditions 
keep being incorporated into weddings. Like this is a way that you can honor your heritage and your culture um, in a way that makes sense for you. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything about that. Um, it was fun to relive that day. A little emotional too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and thank, yeah, thanks so much for that. I think you gave a lot of, uh, ideas for people to even start thinking about or to look into more themselves. And if you want, if you have any questions about anything, I'm just going to tell people to reach out to you, um, get in touch with us, um, on social media. Uh, thank you so much, Hannah. No problem. Wishing everyone so much happiness in their married or single life. Just Just live live or...